0: Well, hello, and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show. Hi, Moan.
1: Hey, DK. What's going on, baby?
0: Uh, actually, a whole lot's going on, <laughs> and it's pretty upbeat around here. I just came back from Mike Tomlin's press conference, and he might as well have been passing out hearts and flowers and roses and sunshine to everybody. All Why? kinds of good news.
1: Why is that, man? Well, just everybody's—we're we're better now. T.J. Watt is not
0: going to miss the season. Uh, that doesn't yeah. mean anybody knows whether or not he's going to miss X number of games or this or that. But if he's not going to have surgery and that's the outlook right now, then you're probably talking about something like four to six weeks. And Najee Harris, who, I mean, when you're talking about Liz Frank, yeah, you're, you're, you're getting into some scary stuff there for a football career.
1: And nope. Najee's going to play Sunday. Hey, I saw that. I, I err on the side of caution with Najee, though, because I feel like Coach T is, you know, throwing it out there because he can. Um, but if I know him like I like I think I know him, then I think that's just a haste. Hey, stay getting ready. But I need to see you be very much healthy before I send you back out there to the wolves. Because That was an ugly twist back, man. Gosh, I cringe watching it it was but as the
0: head coach said when he brought this up he said it's good to be young
1: <laughs> <laughs> tell me about that man <laughs> so
0: you know let's let's talk about the, the TJ specifically because this is the this is the situation that's going to affect the team yeah. the most uh if he's out four to six weeks he's still out four to six weeks okay yeah. we're, we're, we're turning it into a good thing now but yeah. It still hurts. Malik Reed is a guy who's had uh, some experience. He's been on an NFL field for two yeah. years. Thirteen sacks over the past two seasons with the Broncos, but at the same time, they traded him. You know yeah. uh, how do you, how do you feel about life without TJ?
1: um <laughs> I feel good because I believe in, in what the the I guess you call it the thesis or the core or the structure of, of the defense is uh them going out and get Reed man was a huge pickup for this team um for the defense specifically because this is a guy who's actually played man and Malik Reed. He's, you know, I was, you know, I was at the facility this past weekend and there was folks speaking about, you know, what they thought of him and saying, look, this is a guy that's had this amount of sacks in the last two years. Was it 15 sacks in the last two years? 13. Uh, combined. Yeah. He combined. Mm-hmm. And there is something there. We saw the same thing out of Alex Highsmith and watching him grow into that role of being a guy that continues to get a bigger, you know, piece of the slice as far as playing time goes on the field. And that's what they were hoping for when it comes down to Malik Reed, uh, putting him in Pittsburgh, uh, in uh, on a team that rushes, that's his specialty. Um, of course, nobody, and I'm not trying to make anybody out to be TJ Watt, okay? TJ Aloysius Watt. I'm there's absolutely no way I'm doing that. I'm just letting you know that we've seen people pick up the pieces in bad situations like this and um, make the most of it. I mean, we, we say this time and time again. Marcus Gilbert go down and Chris Hubbard becomes a starter. Next thing you know, he's getting a big-time contract. We've seen this type of stuff happen before, and I feel like that's what we're going to see out of uh, Malik Reed. If for anything, barring a, another injury to either one of those positions, you get a guy that learning, that's learning the system that gets a lot of reps, and by the time TJ does come back, because he tweeted that out, I'll be back, um, y- you get a better group together.
0: And the group is the only thing that Tomlin would cite whenever this came up as as far as who's going to take his place. Yeah. Uh, you know, normally, normally, what's the line that you get from the head coach? Someone goes down, you know, it's next man up, next man up, <laughs> standard is a standard. And you know what? In this particular case, he dispensed with that, uh, which I thought was actually pretty impressive. He said, there's nobody. This is an irreplaceable player. TJ's got the hardware, I think was the way he worded it. He's got the hardware and everything else to support who he is and what he is. But, but, and this is what I think he's always really meant by standard is the standard anyway. Yeah. He said that the people taking his place just have to be the best version of themselves. That's it. Okay. So uh, if Malik Reed is the guy who got you 13 sacks over two years yeah, and he's coming from the outside and he can get a reasonable amount of pressure, even if it's not TJ or whatever else, look, you still have a tremendous defense. That's the part to me that really jumps out after Cincinnati. It's still a
1: tremendous defense. And, and you know what? I know everybody come here for for the exclusive Pittsburgh Steelers news, but maybe they turn on one of those other four three letter networks, man, and they hear you know the national people say something. But that's all they wanted to talk about. This Pittsburgh defense is going to drag people into the deep end. That's what I heard from a lot of people. Let's just name one: Lewis Reddick, who I respect a lot, a guy that watched this this Steelers defense, this Steeler team a good bit, as he was in the running for the GM job. Yep. Like they get what this is. They understand that. Look, you got. Terrell, Terrell Austin, you got a guy in Coach Tomlin that is very well known. You, you got Coach Dunbar, the defensive line coach. And the other part that, you know, they show glimpses of this past weekend is you have another set of eyes on this defense in Brian Flores. And I think we may be seeing some of that come into fruition with how these guys have been playing, DK, just because the the, the group, man, the, the mind, well, the brain trial of it. I think it's good for, in, I won't say anybody to flourish in it because you got to be good. But I feel a lot better about Malik Reed getting reps than almost anybody else that they could have picked up. Uh, I mean,
0: I thought that was a pretty good pickup at the time. Yeah. Uh, meaning just as a three guy rotating in, I wasn't crazy about the, the lack of depth. Uh, that was here, uh, especially after Jannard Avery didn't work out. They let Derek Tuska go. These were supposed to be your three, four. I know. Uh, and, and and now, you know, you were left with all of a sudden uh, like this. So going out and making the trade for Reed was a good move at the time. Now you can really see the value in it. Maybe, maybe, Moan, we'll see Reed and, and, and Highsmith, you know, just be, you know, baseball has a stat. That okay. I wish all sports would use. I want you to hear this. It's it's called WAR. For anybody who doesn't follow baseball, if you do, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's wins above replacement player. There's a perception that when you lose a big important guy, that that positional value goes from whatever it is 100 in TJ's case to zero, and it mm-hmm. doesn't. It mm-hmm. doesn't. Malik Reed is an NFL player. If your position goes from 100 to like let's say I don't know 75, yeah or something like that, it's not the end of the bleeping world is what I'm right. trying
1: to say, okay? Because yeah. because some teams don't even get close to 45%, okay, when it comes down to what their depth is. Uh, me personally, I, I look at uh, Malik Reed and say, all right, we know he's going to be in the mix, and there's got to be guys developing behind him, man. One thing that I, I, I love about what he has, man, is his availability as of late. His rookie year, he ended up having uh 468 reps, 785 in 2020 and 739 in 2021, man. The guy knows how to play ball. This isn't a guy you just rolling out there that says, hey, we don't know what we're getting. No, you know exactly what you're getting from a guy like himself, man. And uh, me, me, me knowing that they went out and traded for him says a lot about what he's able to do. He has what the DNA of this defense need again. TJ, man, uh, they said it wasn't a tendon. It was more like, I guess, muscle tear more than anything. Uh, Just the idea of getting him back, I think it's going to fuel that defense more than anything else, simply because you don't want TJ Watt coming back into a mess. Meaning... Everybody's got to pull their own so that whenever he gets back into the fold, you're ready to go. You hit the ground running like that's the goal. And what you're asking, well, what is everybody else going to do?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, um, I can't bring myself to be excessively worried. I just can't. Uh, I mean, not right now. No, if I'm worried, it's about the other side of the football. Let's get into that next. (laughs)
1: okay.
0: Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Your head coach likes Mitch Trubisky, like, a lot. Mm -hmm. And that really hit me today. I'm not sure why it just hit me today, but when he starts talking about guys in stadiums and how they react to situations in stadiums, and we're learning about him, he's new here, and I was able to walk off the field with him and see what he's made of, he is not changing quarterbacks in the year of our Lord, 2022,
1: is he? No, he's not. He is not. And and for a lot of different reasons, and and I'm with you. It was some plays that um, I was thinking to myself, man, it'd be good to see what Mitch would do in this situation. And that's the thing. Everybody's going to do that, which is why I'll say this. No matter what you say about franchise quarterbacks that have a a guy uh, drafted behind them, this is always the case. Everybody loves their backup especially when it's the first-round type of guy. We won the game this past weekend. Mitch played fair. Is is there some stuff he has to get fixed? Yes, 100%. There has to be some stuff. But I'll say this. It was encouraging that he managed the ball well. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. And you know where I'm going with this. When he tucked the ball and ran to the sidelines and ran out of bounds for a two-yard loss, that also counted as a sack. As bad as everybody can say, the offensive line played this past weekend. There wasn't a hit on him that you said, oh, my gosh. Now, when he flushed out to the side and he had that ball, and I think that was Hendrickson trying to snag it at it, that mm-hmm. was on Mitch. OK, get rid of the daggone ball in that case. What's he I'm not out of bounds
0: there for? He did that in the preseason, too.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's that awareness I think he has to kind of get over. It's that side of, look. Uh, and, and, uh, of saying, okay, I can see where the issues can run into when Mitch is out there. If he is very real with himself, if the coaching staff is real with him and challenges him to say, look, you ain't got to be a hero in this thing. Take what they're giving you, see what you see, and don't be letting your mind race. Let this game come to you. And I think that's why Coach Tomlin is still just encouraged by what he saw from him. There, This ain't peewee ball okay it's not it's not nobody's getting participation trophies but in this situation there is no rush to put kenny in man and i'm with y'all i i'm at the point where okay we'll see what it looks like but let's pipe down just a little bit
0: he values that stadium thing so much uh and 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 he values it in both directions meaning when he was asked about how jalen warren did Yeah. And three carries for seven yards coming in as Najee Harris, his replacement uh, late in the game, particularly in overtime. The coach responded, he didn't urinate down his leg. That's a great place to begin. I had not heard that one from him before. But that's what he's thinking about, isn't it? He's All he's doing is he's looking at these people and saying, how are you going to handle being surrounded by 70,000 people in an enemy AFC North
1: Stadium? That's it. Are you checking that box? Yeah. All of that matters, man. I mean, let's look at some of the end of rounds that this group ran. Jalen Warren was on the forefront of leading blocks. Like he's a freaking fullback. Leading? He-, he knocked that dude into like the next stratosphere. See what I'm saying? Like that's what coach T means. And and he's not going to go out here and just put somebody on the praise band because we saw one or two plays. No, it's as simple as you did your job. Okay. And guess what? You'll get compensated on payday. And guess what you'll do? We'll go back out here and I expect you to do the exact same thing again. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I'll say this in that though, you, you keep a guy humble. You keep a guy. Everybody asks, you know, why is coach Tomlin and, you know, a good coach and why players flock to him? Well, If you're constantly telling guys, oh, you're the greatest, you're the greatest, like sometimes you will probably be a pushover. Sometimes, okay, well, you tell everybody that. But if you keep them at a level of like eye level to say I still got to do my job and he respects me enough to know that I got to continue to push myself, that's where the value in watching Jalen Warren, who I think may get a good amount of snaps... Will benefit from too, DK. Yeah,
0: no question about that. When we come back, the only segment that matters.
1: The Hey Moan segment, duh.
0: (laughs) Welcome back. It's time for the only segment that matters, the Hey Moan segment. It's brought to you by the Get Go Cafe and Market, where it's all about quality. Three expert chefs fine tune every detail so that every sub and burger, salad, wrap, drink, and appetizer gets made with fresh ingredients and always tastes amazing. Order your favorites at the get-go cafe and market today. Better believe it. Moan, we ready? Yes, let's rock. Here it goes. This is from Dave. This is a little unusual. He says, hey, Moan, can you explain why the starting or the backup center can't be the backup long snapper? And, of course, he's referring to the mess that the Bengals got themselves into. Mm -hmm. Late in the game on Sunday. I get the need. This is Dave again for a specialist at that position. But I also remember James Harrison trying it out once and that didn't work out too well. So (laughs) why wouldn't a natural center make a better backup than a linebacker or a tight end
1: Uh, mechanics history. Also, uh, size is another thing, too. Uh, and then truth be told, a lot of uh backups, I mean, a lot of centers just don't practice long snapping from high school all the way up. It's usually a smaller guy, linebacker, tight end, fullback type that usually does that type of stuff. Um, I, it, it comes down probably to the skill set. And the other part of it is this. Most of the time your um, your 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 long snapper got hurt on a play within a line of scrimmage. So, right. do you want to risk your starting center being in that same position? Like, this is the thing. If I, if I was a coach and I knew an NFL team put their starting center out there to long snap, you can't line up on them. You cannot. No. You watch the linebackers at the at the toes of the defensive lineman. What are they doing? Tapping them on the hip. Move over. Move over. This is a penalty. But as soon as that ball is snapped, oh my. Right. Oh, at it's, them. It's, yeah.
0: And it, it's a lot like why you don't <laughs> in my second baseball reference here. But this is also why managers don't like to bat their backup catchers as pinch hitters, because what happens when you lose them? Exactly,
1: you know? man. So you, you don't do that, man. It's just honestly the management of a team. Uh, there is not much else to it other than the fact that uh, and then. OK, well, let's say this, too. Uh, most <laughs> most starting center shoulders aren't as flexible as tight ends, linebackers, fullbacks, or or guys that play those type of positions. Like you have to be able to thrust that ball in between your legs with a, a, a good shoulder motions. Most guys have I hate to say stiff shoulders or bulky shoulders as far as the mechanics of getting that job done. Look at the way those snappers throw the ball back. It's not just, hey, hey, let me go down here and do this. I'll tell you what, we heard the term long snapper. must have been a 100 times from the Cincinnati
0: side <laughs> when we were out there on Sunday. It's all they were talking about, long snapper yeah. this, long snapper that. There was a lot, without getting into all that, because this isn't yeah. exactly a Bengals show, there wasn't <laughs> a lot about Zach Taylor's decision-making nor yeah. his team's preparation that, that uh, was exactly looked inspirational. The fact that he didn't use his starters in the preseason came to hurt him the same yep. way the Rams and a bunch of other teams got hurt with it, right? Yep,
1: yep. You want to hear, I, I got a stat this morning from my co-host here in Nashville, man. You want to know how many teams of starting quarterbacks who didn't play in the preseason uh, lost? It was 11 quarterbacks. Do you know how many? Huh? It was three to eight. Wow. Only three teams who didn't play their starters or starting quarterback, actually won. Eight teams lost. But he,
0: I'm telling you, though, I, you know, Craig Wolfley stopped by my table. I was eating breakfast in the, uh, the stadium there in Cincinnati. Yeah. And he said, I'm telling you, Bengals didn't use this offensive line in the preseason. Nope. They didn't use them in the preseason. They got nope. all these new guys. They paid them all this money, but they didn't use them. They didn't give them a chance to get together. And Wolf said and again, this isn't going to surprise you or anybody who knows the quality of wolf's analysis he goes watch watch what we're going to do to that yep he said and you know what he was right when the first yep. snap of the game when cam did that thing to that that rookie right in front i don't remember yeah. his name just completely just anu- annihilated him and then goes back there and
1: gets burrow for a 5 yard sack and you're like whoa yeah yeah, that matters, man. You know, like I know, you've seen some of us at practice, right? We, we, we look slow and bad and like, how is this guy in the NFL? Am I correct? That's training camp? It didn't happen. <laughs> Tell me like you see I'm like, oh, they're not really moving well, but come game day, it's different. It's like there's practice speed and then there's in-stadium speed. That's why also Coach Tomlin holds that high. How do you play in stadiums, okay, because that natural flow of just go, you know, is a little bit different in stadiums And for the teams that didn't do it this year. And I know it's one game, one week, going three and eight. Well, maybe the other team was just that much better. Uh, But when it comes down to working at, as Wolf said, you got to be on the same page. And that's probably our call to kind of drop this right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do this again tomorrow, Moan. Absolutely. I'll see you.